to Profit with a Plan podcast. This is where you can get some great ideas to create your most profitable small business. Just so you know, financial planning isn't only for those that have a lot of money or run big companies. A workable financial plan is for us everyday small business owners and professionals that want to take and make great financial decisions that lead to bigger profits. So join me, Marcia Reiner, your certified financial planner and financial business strategist each Tuesday for some smart ideas that can add more profits to your bottom line. I help ambitious business owners grow their profits fast using unique ways of growing income and spending strategies that produce bigger profits without killing yourselves trying to constantly chase clients. If you know of anyone uh, that may be curious, share this podcast or let's chat to see what we can do together to create more profits in your business. So let's get on with today's podcast. I am so excited to um, have my dear friend, Barbara Cunningham of Loyalty Processing here with us. And we are talking about payment processing. Everybody is taking money in their business. So this is really important for you. So Barbara Cunningham is the owner of Loyalty Processing. She handles all of your credit card processing needs. She helps merchants reduce the fees, fears, and frustrations of accepting payments. Delivering funds faster and exceptional, and I have to double explanation point that, exceptional customer service uh, with loyalty processing. Barbara has 15 years experience in the industry and is a certified payment professional and an independent agent. So her loyalties are to her clients, not the bank uh, of processing. Loyalty processing is also a member of the 1% for the planet and donates 1% of their revenues to organizations like Tree People in Los Angeles that help protect our fragile environment. Wow, that's great. Give back when you do really well. Welcome, Barbara. Oh, hi, Marcy. It's great to see you. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. As uh, hopefully you know, most of my biz- uh, most of my listeners are small business owners, and um, everybody in business is taking credit cards these days. So, what's the best way to accept credit cards to make it hassle free on either side of the pro- of the transaction? Well, so it all depends on the business, and you know, are they a storefront or are they a website or? you know, if they take credit cards over the phone, if they're wholesale. So that's one of the things that we call and analyze with a company is what's the best plan for your business. We don't try to make everybody use the same thing. And that's what's nice about us is that we have, you know, we have forward facing things. We have kiosk type things where the customer can check themselves out. We have gateways that hook up to almost every type of shopping cart you could possibly want. So we just discuss with our clients, what are your needs? What are your frustrations today? And then we come in with two or three different ways to solve those. Because the payment industry has gotten really sophisticated in that, remember, it used to just be that little standalone credit card terminal. There's just so many other offerings out there today. That's wonderful. Uh, so if there are service-based professionals, say, um, let's, let's give two examples, if you don't mind. Um, say they are a um, medical um, industry professional, like a, a dentist or a chiropractor. What might you suggest for them as, a, as an offer for um, clients coming in? Sure. So 
if they're an office where people are showing up with credit cards, then we put in a credit card terminal. A lot of times we'll hook it to a gateway because the gateway will add some additional information every time they process a credit card and it'll get them a little bit better rates. Oh. Um, so that's kind of an exciting thing for the, <laughs> for the dentist or the doctor. Um, we also are engaged in the new surcharging plans where somebody can add part of the surcharging fees to the sale transaction and it's all really? legal now. And so again, we talk to them. I have a lot of cosmetic dentists that surcharge because they don't want to absorb the fees any longer. And nobody's going to change their dentist over a very small percentage. So they're passing some of that fee back to their clients. You know, that's a great idea. Um, I never thought that that was possible um, at the forefront. But then when you think every time you go to Arco and you stick your card in the machine, they say you're gonna, they're going to hit you with a 35-cent fee because they're transferring that fee on to the buyer, which that makes total sense uh, to transfer that fee on to the buyer when you're, when you're doing it because the percentages can be rather stiff, especially in that medical world where you're either coming in at a, uh, a $100 or you're, you're paying for a dental work that's you know maybe even $1,000 and you're swiping that on your credit card, that fee could be rather costly. Exactly. And, and surcharging, um, those rules all changed about three years ago and California fully accepted it just about one year ago. So it's legal in almost every state in the United States. There's three, still three holdout states <laughs> that don't allow it. But, um, you know, we have a workaround for that also. Nice. So let's, let's flip the coin then and let's talk about maybe a, um, a consultant or uh, somebody who does, um, you know, offsite, not face-to-face, maybe doesn't have a storefront. What would the suggestion in the, in the use of the credit cards be for that type of client? So for that type of client, we'd use a virtual terminal. So they would just sign into their computer and they'd go to a secure website where the virtual terminal would be set up and they'd be able to process the payments through that. They'd be able to set up monthly billing if they wanted. And if they happen to be a QuickBooks user, we have great um, programs that plug into QuickBooks um, called like Barossa and Bill Genie. And... Both of those integrate seamlessly with QuickBooks so that you can use us and usually Intuit, if you're using their processing, charges about 30% higher fees than we do. Oh, wow. That's something we want to talk about then. So let's go into that. That was, that was wonderful. It, it, gives, it gives both types of um, businesses an idea of whether they're going to have a swipe terminal or whether they're going to have an internet base. Um, you know, use of the credit cards, but they can still they can still accept the credit cards and they can get those kind of recurring charges. Um, so if you had a membership site or um, uh, a, uh, you know, a payment plan that you're doing, even with the medical dental field, if you're doing a big service, um, many of them try and pitch you over to like care credit because they don't want to carry the load. Uh, but they and they want to get paid immediately. But as an alternative, if someone doesn't apply for care credit, um, a, a medical um, procedure could be charged on a reoccur- reoccurring payment 
um, a monthly swipe that that is done automatically on the credit card service and they're still getting it, maybe they charge a little bit of a premium or an interest rate for that. Um, so it is doable in both cases. Right. We see a lot of cosmetic dentists and cosmetic surgeons that will split the payment up into six payments and just bill you monthly for it. Perfect. That makes that makes um makes it easier on us consumers trying to uh, be able to you know fit the bill and and want the service. That's nice. And plus, it also gives them that consistent cash flow because they right. know what to expect for the next three to six months. Yeah, that's good. Cash flow is cash flow is king, and and you know I'm saying that often when we talk. So that's right. that's great. Um, so what are some, um, let's go into that, let's go into that QuickBooks conversation, because I think it's really important to make it hassle-free. You've got to have some systems in place so that you're not uh, taking the data from one place and transferring it to another place, and, and that's where errors occur, if it can be seamless with your accounting software. Yeah, so I have two great examples of QuickBooks users. One would be a small computer and iPhone repair shop and oh. they use it and we have we use the plugin called Verosa and it it automatically pops up on their screen they do their process they do their thing in QuickBooks and then it sends it through Verosa and onto the processor they never have to do an extra step so it's very very simple um, we also have a b2b um, we business with the largest stand-up paddleboard company in the United States, actually in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, they're also a QuickBooks user. And so they've got to set up with their shopping cart. They've got to set up with their B2B phone-in orders from their distributors. And then they have actual terminals in their showrooms so that they can sell off, you know, sample boards and things like that. And all the ties automatically into their QuickBooks. So we well, have it, it all behind the scenes. I was going to say, it seems very seamless and it's all working so they don't have to say, okay, here's my receipt and let me enter it into QuickBooks or pay somebody to enter it into QuickBooks. It's nice that it translates in there. Um, is that And that software is an add-on to QuickBooks. Does it work with any of the other processing software or any other uh, financial softwares? Yes, so... Again, we always ask the people, you tell us what software you're using. We do the back-end research on who we can integrate with. And I can't remember everybody, you know, right off the top of my head, but everybody integrates to somebody. Although, there are, although that's not 100% true. Sometimes there are some companies that are proprietary. And, you know, we'll still do an analysis for you. We'll still show you what we could do for you. And then you have to determine whether, you know, you want to move off that software or not. A big, right, a big yes. Of that would be some of the big gyms that use a system called DaxCo. That's completely proprietary now. We used to be able to plug in and they stopped it. So, um, so we've had a couple of gyms who have come to us and when they look at the savings that we can deliver, they say, well, we're interested you know, what do you suggest that's, you know, powerful like this? And if it makes sense, we can make a move. And if it doesn't make sense, you know, we tell them stay put, go for another couple of years and we'll reopen the discussion. 
Wow, I like that. And and I think that that's something that was very attractive to me when when talking to you and learning more about your business is is the um the ethics that you use. Not everybody is is designed to be a customer. And it's it's very um it's very important to be able to say, you know what, you're okay right now or it's going to cost you too much to to shift and to be able to say you know what, stay put and let's re, you know, look at this a, a little bit like, you know, later on, because in that gym situation, holy cow, their processing fees must be ridiculous because in any gym environment, you've got so many members and they're all hitting a monthly charge. Exactly. Um, it, it's, that's, that's gotta be a, a goldmine for you. And to be able to come in and say, look, I understand where you are. And right now it's not cost effective for you to switch mm-hmm. over to us, but in a few years, maybe it will be. That's that's impressive. Yes. So well, so we might have a partner, like we have a gateway that we use called Paytrace. And if we can find, let's say, six gyms that like to make a move, then we can have Paytrace write one integration and split that cost between six different gyms. And then instead of one single gym having to absorb that thirty thousand dollar integration we can split it across six. And then our savings becomes really important to the client. Exactly. Wow. So what does something like that cost to get set up? Now, maybe it's a gym or maybe it's something like a medical office or a consultant. Um, What does a setup process generally cost when, when you're trying to either leave company A and go to company B or just redevelop and, and come in, come on to something like you? So if if you're a company and you're processing over $20,000 a month and you just need something like a virtual terminal or a standalone terminal, there's no cost to you at all. We'll absorb all the cost of the equipment. You can keep it and use it free of charge as long as you stay our client. Um, We also have um, everybody does sign a three-year contract with us, but the early termination fee is zero. So <laughs> that means that if you want to cancel, you can cancel and there's, there's no penalty. Wow, so, that's, that's nice. That says a lot for your service too, because you're saying, hey, we want you to commit to us for a while, but you know, if, if, at the same time, if you're not happy with us, then leave, right? You have the ability to leave and it's not us that requires the contract, it's our sponsoring bank that requires wow. that they be committed for three years. Um, and you know, everybody has to have a sponsoring bank because you've got to have those fees protected from the time, you know, they need that protection of a being in a bank bin. So, you know, we have, we have to be, we have to do what our sponsor wants and they want a three-year contract initially. Well, you Um, know what? And, and there's not, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's, it's asking for commitment it's asking for something, but you're also giving them that the back door that they can get out, which is very nice. Exactly. And I had a large client in New York City who they had been with me in, my, in the old company that I was in. It was a larger company. And then when I stepped out on my own, they said, well, we think you're a little too small to come with you right now. And I said, well, you know, I mean, look at some of my big clients. I don't know why you think that, but if that's what you want to do. So they had somebody on their board that was with one of the big banks and they chose to go with them. I said, well, just be careful when you sign your contract that you 
make them waive the early termination fee. And they signed the contract and they forgot that little piece of advice. And uh -oh. when they called, <laughs> yeah, uh oh, <laughs> when they called me one year later and said, oh my God, our fees are so much higher. We want to come with you now. I looked at their contract and to break their contract cost $12,000. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they were, they're a very large school. So, <laughs> um, wow. You know, so we help them with that. Um, and we know that they'll never leave us again. <laughs> Fair enough. And, and, and I think that that's, I think like you mentioned in, in, in your bio that, um, it's all about the customer service. You had given me some examples when we first met about situations where you've just done exceptional customer service for, for people way above and beyond. I think it was something like the client had come to you over some sort of fees and, and then you fixed the fees for him and he, and he asked you something and you said, you're no longer my client, but I fixed the fees for you. Right? Yes. Yeah, so this was a, client who'd been my client and then they hired a new CFO. And so he changed processors. And sometimes that happens. I mean, he didn't know me. He decided to go with the company he used to work with. Um, then he got let go because he wasn't doing the best job. And they brought in an interim CFO. And she called me panicked about these chargebacks. And I said, sure, you know, I'll help you with them. And so she gave me her part of the information. She gave me the permission to call her uh, shipping people to get what I needed from them, the signed documents, that, you know, the packages had been delivered and signed for. And I just wrote it all up for her and submitted it because I could tell she was completely frazzled. And then I called her the next day to say, look, I took care of this for you. And um, she said, well, thanks. You know, I knew I could count on you. And I said, oh, but by the way, do you know that I'm not your processor any longer? Uh, and, <laughs> and she said, no, I didn't know that. I thought you were still our processor. And I said, no. And she said, well, why don't you send me over the applications this afternoon and we'll take care of that. <laughs> so, and I, I love that. You know, you just stepped in and you took, you took it and you did what was necessary because, because that's what was needed. And your client asked you for help. And then to come to find out that, that you weren't even their client anymore. You know, that's, that's an amazing story. Yeah. Well, you know, people who are fractional CFOs and move around from company to company, you always want to keep them on your side because they're going to wind up somewhere else where they're going to use you. Um, totally. Totally. I love it. I love it. So let's talk about um, chargebacks a little bit. Um, is what's, what's some of the practices, best practices that um, small businesses can do to avoid or reduce those? Well, so always if you can swipe the card or read the chip is the best way to avoid a chargeback because the card was present. But if you're in a card not present environment, which many business owners are, you know, if you're in a wholesaling business or if you're in the service industry, you probably aren't seeing your clients face to face. You're working with them over the phone or over a Zoom call or something. Right. Um, so we give you the tools. We tell you, you know, to make sure that you're getting their street address and their zip code. You're entering that information and that you're getting what we call an, an ABS match. That means that we're getting a match 
that they're giving you the correct information. We also tell you to make sure you get that CVB code, that either three or four digit code. And again, that you see a match on that. Let's suppose you don't have a match or let's suppose it's an international card. At that point, we'll tell you to get a, a form that we can send you a copy of and have you have them authorize that transaction and actually do a signature. Or we might set you up with, if you have a website um, or if you're using one of our virtual gateways, we'll set you up with an invoice so that you can send the invoice to the client. Client's gonna click a live link and they're gonna enter their own information in. Okay, so you're not touching their credit card. And so that really holds up in the chargeback arena because you didn't do anything. The client themselves entered the information. And so that makes it much easier to win the chargeback. So Love it. go all these little rules and tips, again, depending on what your business is, you know, and what your exposure is, we tell you how to bring your exposure down. On some of my, like you take a jewelry or an electronics store, after they run the card, we make them re-enter the last four digits of the card number. And then they get a little sign that that's a match. So for a high ticket items, that's really a good thing to have in place um, because they have something that they could go out and resell, right? If they had a, a stolen credit card. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's smart. I think it's so important to, to understand um, it's not just what you're providing, whether you're in the medical world or in, in the service-based world and, and you're offering you know, your product or solution. It's not just that. You're running a business. You want to make sure that you're protecting yourself on, the, on your income side so that the money that's coming to you is, is lawfully yours. And so these are great little tips that, that help small business owners keep the money that they're earning. <laughs> exactly. And, and we work with so many different types of clients. You know, we know what to put in place for what type of industry. We know your risk rating. Um, and like we just had a client this past two days ago and his, his shop is closed on Mondays. And somehow fraudulently, he had 22 refunds issued that day. Now, Wow. Our risk department caught it immediately and said, you know, shut that terminal down. Somebody has some somebody has figured out how to defraud that terminal. And, you know, so we shut them down and then we told them how to reprogram the terminal. And within 15 minutes, we had them up and running again. Wow. And there, there was some protection factor for him. He, did he lose those refunds that went out? No, no, no. We could tell that they all came in, not from his IP address. And so he was not liable for any of them. Well, so. see, I never even thought someone could hack your terminal, your credit card terminal and, and steal that information and start running refunds or that's crazy. Yeah. yeah there's lots of crazy stuff that goes on and, but there's all those bells and whistle systems, you know, that we have built in to our processors, you know, where they could see that happening. And so they also knew he was closed on Monday, right? <laughs> so because how did he, he do that, right? 
has a flag, you know, so like how could these transactions be happening? And then they saw, well, they're not coming from his IP address. And so they shut it down. So wow. there was no impact at all to his business. Just a little bit of a scare. Other than 15, 15 minutes of delay while we reprogrammed him over the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he was so appreciative of, of you guys coming in and covering his back. Um, and saying, hey, you had some fraudulent, you know, activity on your account. We're, this is what we're doing, or, or even better yet, this is what we did for you. Yes, yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great, it was great that he wasn't exposed at all. There was no, I, all the transactions he settled on that Tuesday, he still got his funds Wednesday morning. We didn't hold awesome. his thing. Hey, speaking of that, what's a common time um, period for when the the when your client pays and swipes the card or does the digital terminal? Um, how soon uh, is it customary to be able to receive and use the assets? Okay, so in a card present environments, that's a brick and mortar store. Okay, because they're using because they're swiping or they're reading chips, we can usually fund them the next morning. Oh, so they close their batch at 5 or 7 p.m., depending on the cutoff time with the bank, and the funds will be in their account the next morning. Now, if you're a card not present environment, your risk is a little higher, so we don't fund until the following day. So okay. if you close your batch on Monday, Wednesday morning, your funds are in your account. Nice. So that's not too long. No, so the only time it's long is when you do sales on a Friday and Monday's a holiday. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Like this one coming up, right? Oh, that's funny. So then you don't really get it until Wednesday, right? Uh-huh. Right. Right. But is most there- businesses, most businesses really shouldn't be living on a, on a thin line like that, that they need those credit card processes in order to operate their business in, in one day. So that's financial planning that I'm going to avoid with all my clients. But, you know, uh, that's that's something it, it's nice to know that if you've got a big if you've got a big check coming in and um, is there any dollar amounts that they're going to hold back for you? You know, like if if you're at if you're at the cosmetic surgeon and, you know, you have a ten thousand dollar procedure and they run it on the credit card or, you know, is there any kind of delay on, on maximum amounts or anything that comes along? So again, that's something that we put into your file when we, when we board you. So I have a company who sells um, chicken wholesale. They set up chicken farms. Like who knew? (laughs) Right. (laughs) You find all sorts of businesses. (laughs) And, um, They've been my client and they had only been doing like twenty or thirty thousand dollars a month for years. And then purchasing cards happen. And they supply to the largest chicken grower in the United States. And so this company is now going to pay with purchasing cards, with credit cards instead of with writing them a check. Oh. And so it was such a big change to their business because now they're getting in transactions that are fifty and $60,000. So we just set up a system so that they notify me. I send it through to risk. We get a copy of the invoice and the funds go out the next day. Nice. So if it is a large purchase there's a, a, or something unusual that occurs, then that's something that is notified and you get the support. Right. And I, I, I work with a couple of people who do big events. 
And so they'll, they'll have an event coming up and they might have a weekend where they do process a hundred or $200,000, right? During that three day weekend. Right. All we yeah. do is make risk known. We notify risk about that ahead of time. We tell them the venue where they are. Risk calls through and sees if they really have a room booked. <laughs> right. You know, are they having an event? And then they don't even hold the funds a day. They just release them on their normal time frame. So yeah. So so the speakers. Yeah. If you're if you're a public speaker and you're selling twenty five thousand dollar packages into your coaching program, I mean, and and you have a weekend. I mean, that that could easily be a, a two hundred thousand dollar weekend. So yeah, I can imagine that. So again, we know our clients really well. We ask them what their needs are. And then we tell them, if you have something that comes up and it's a surprise, like we have a big wholesale florist company that we work with, and they had somebody who had run their bill way up. They were a little bit behind on payments. And so they just said to the guy, look, we, we want you to pay it down before we release the next load of flowers to you. And um, so they put it on his personal credit card. So, I mean, it was a big transaction. It was a $42,000 transaction on Hmm. a personal business card. You know, he just sent us through the invoices. We sent it over to risk and the funds didn't even get held, you know, overnight. They just got paid the next day because we, we do it in advance. We don't like surprises. (laughs) You know, and and I think that that's, that's something that you're not going to get with a swipe or you're not going to get with a square and you're not going to get with um, maybe even your bank. You're not going to have that kind of customer service that's going to help you anticipate the problems coming through and, and, and support that in a way. So your funds aren't being held. You're not getting declined. You're not, you know, I mean, even on a purchasing of our own business, you know, if you're looking from the, from the consumer, even the business consumer side, if you're making a large charge, the last thing you want to do is go to your, your vendor who you're making this purchase with and get declined. Um, so you, it's that balancing of making sure that you as a receiver are doing well, but that your customers are being um, taken care of as well. And I think you just don't get that from the, the large or not even the large, um, you know, the swipes and the, and the, and the, the squares and the, and the, you know, online companies that don't have somebody that you could pick up the phone for and go, Hey, Barbara, I've got this big thing I'm doing, or, Hey, I'm going to be receiving this large amount of funds or, Oh, I've got this new package or this special opening weekend. And I'm going to have a large amount of transactions that weekend. Can you just make sure that everything goes smoothly for me? You can't do that with those other companies. Right. You can't. And so that's one reason that somebody like us is really a good fit for you because we can tailor what you're doing and we can make the end processor understand your business and your needs. And we set, set it all up in advance. And I always tell my clients, if you have a question, just pick up the phone and ask me before you do anything. You know, or <laughs> it's not that don't ask me or don't ask for uh, apologies or, 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 you know, do it a friend. Right. Do it as you're, if it's running a question in your mind, 
then ask me first, you know, because I'll tell you how to do it the best way so we get the funding as quickly as possible. Great. So tell me, tell me about your practice a little bit. Um, what are you, are you going to be significantly more um, than, than some of the processing? How do you compare to the other companies that are out there or, or even the online versions? So, so you take our fees versus a square or a stripe. We can usually deliver an 8% to a 12% savings. If you're in the B2B arena or if you're taking a lot of business cards, corporate cards, and purchasing cards, we can probably increase that significantly because we'll get you the better pricing of those level two cards. Um, So we're very, very competitive. I have a large book of business with the four biggest processors in the United States. I have a lot of clout, um, even though my company's only been around for five and a half years. And... um, they, I can call in and I have a very large online um, retailer who's asked me not to disclose their name, but uh, when I was bidding to get this, I went to three of my largest processors and I said, would you like these clicks? We can steal them from first data. <laughs> and and of so course many- they're going to stand on their head to try and get them, right? All right, so they gave me a little bit better pricing, you know, in order to try to woo this account. And so those, again, because I work for multiple processors, those are things I can do that somebody who works for a bank or an individual processor can't do because they're like an employee. And you're more of a broker, right? Exactly. Exactly. And then, but then yet you've got a face and a business and years and years and years in the industry that you can come in and say, Hey, I know how to adjust these problems. And I think that's a real value. Um, uh, I've being from California, I've always used brokers. Um, I've been in a brokering environment myself on the inside. And then it was so funny when I went to the, to the, um, South and I lived there for five years the, the mentality of businesses and people were all, no, I want to go to the bank or I want to work with the actual firm. And it's, I, I've always had the mentality that brokers can offer so much more than going to the single person or the single company, the direct source, because they can shop and deal. Like you go to a broker for an insurance uh, offer rather than going directly to the one company. You get more options that way. And by using a broker, um, and, and sorry if you don't like that language, I love that language, but if you go to a broker for your credit card processing, you're going to be able to be shopped and find the best solution that's going to be for your company and not just the one that is offered by going directly to the source. And the negotiation of your larger companies and your power um, saves a lot. Exactly. So, that you know, and that's what we do. And we have certain processors that like certain types of businesses. So they'll maybe offer something to gain a bigger foothold in, let's say, that niche. Love it. Um, Love it. So we know how to balance that. I love and it. Just a great thing. Okay, so thank you. This has been incredibly um, valuable information. And I know that 
we're in a world that nobody, hardly anybody accepts cash. Even you go to McDonald's or Starbucks, nobody's using cash anymore. We all live on credit cards or some sort of uh, non-cash transactions. So when we're running our business, we want to make sure we're getting every single advantage and every single um, loophole that we can use to increase our profits um, in, in that arena in accepting in accepting our money in, in the best way, form, and shape. So I love this conversation, and I thank you so much for, for coming on Profit with a Plan podcast. Um, how can we get a hold of you, and um, where, can, where can my listeners find you? Yeah, so our website is uh, loyaltyprocessing.com, and um, you can find all of our phone numbers there. You can also find me on LinkedIn, Barbara Cunningham on LinkedIn. Um, and you can call me if you want. My direct number is 213-248-6787, and I answer my own phone. <laughs> Yay, you're a real person. You're a live real person. And you're not going to have to click five and click seven and wait for this, and then, oh, we'll call you back. Or you get somebody in, in, a, in a foreign country that is not understanding your situation. So I, I truly love having face-to-face and know that there's somebody there supporting me, especially if it's a very, very, very large portion of my income in running my business and credit cards are, I want to know that I've got someone I can call. So this is, this is an amazing, um, amazing opportunity and, and a connection for you. Um, so anything that you want, anything else you want to share with us? Sure. So, you know, we're happy to do a free analysis of anyone's statements. So if you send us over via email, a copy of your last two or three month statements, we'll go through, do a whole side by side and show you what we can do for you savings wise. If we can't do at least 8%, oftentimes we'll tell you to stay with your current provider and we'll just ask you for permission to check back with you in six months to a year. Um, and also on our website, we do have a little um, free report that you can get. And it's the five surefire signs that your processor is ripping you off. Oh, that's great. And you know what? I think they are in many instances. You just, the business owner just doesn't know and they just accept, hey, I guess I have to go this way. And, and knowing that there's other options for you um, in, your, in your income to receive it in a, in a um, quick and cost-effective manner, that's going to increase your profits right there. So I love it. Thank you, Barbara. Um, I will make sure that the links to um, your website um, and uh, and where they can get this um, awesome report to find out if we're being ripped off um, will be on the um, on the podcast information. So thank you. Um, and I just want to say thank you to everybody listening today. I hope you found an idea or two that you can put into your business to make you more in control over your money and more profitable. If you'd like to know specifically how to increase your own profits in your business, let's chat. I have tons of contacts that can help out. And my contact information will be in the um, podcast description as well. I am excited to announce my new book. Um, It's entitled Big Profit Secrets Exposed. And it's all the tips and tricks that I use with my clients and my consulting practice that help them increase their profits. And I'll be on tour um, now through 2020 with this conversation. And I'd love it. If you need anybody to to come speak to your organization, please hit me up. And uh, also, if you subscribe to this podcast, I'll give you my special report, which are three hidden secrets 
to your cash flow that can grow your profits right now. So I'd love to hear back any questions, feedback, or ideas on shows. Please comment on the podcast and let us know what you think. And um, you can always reach me on my uh, website, which is bellafinancialgroup.com. So you can catch Profit With a Plan uh, podcast on any of your podcast favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more uh, great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, uh, make your plans and profit with it. Thank you, Barbara. 